Welcome to Chatterbox Hub. This podcast aims to be your go-to resource for insights, advice and engagement with all things audio and not only. I'm Yulia Stancheva, a voice actor, presenter and producer, and I will be your host in this episode. In this podcast, I have the absolute pleasure to chat to the award-winning, versatile and multi-accented British voice artist and actor Kenny Blight. Kenny has worked in television, film, theatre and voiceovers since graduating from Queen Margaret's College in Edinburgh in 2000, winning the BBC Radio Carlton Hobbs Bursary Award. He is Scottish but works in most UK accents and many from afield. He has read over 40 talking books and works in animation, ADR, motion capture and computer games, including in the 2014 video game Assassin's Creed Unity. In this podcast, we talk with Kenny about the importance of having a routine, keeping physically active and filling your free time productively, as well as about the significance of looking after your voice and exercising your mind. We talk about our common love of audio and character work and his involvement with radio dramas, ADR, animations and all the exciting voice projects that has made him the vocal titan he is today. Kenny shares with me his top tips for succeeding as a voice actor. He elaborates on the biggest mistakes actors should avoid and reveals his secret on how he has mastered working with 30 different accents. Hope you will enjoy listening to my chat with Kenny. And if you do, please do leave a rating on Spotify and SoundCloud as this really helps our podcast grow. Hi, Kenny. Hi, Julia. It's lovely to speak to you. Same here. It's so great to have you here with us in our virtual studio. Yes. How have you been doing during these unprecedented times? Yeah, I've been I've been doing reasonably well. I think like everybody, it's there have been uh, difficult points. Everyone is well and healthy, um, which is the main thing. Great news. From the work side of things, things have been reasonably busy and everyone's well, so I can't complain. We've had nice weather. I'm very fortunate to have a, a fairly large garden to look after, so I'm kept out of trouble just about. Well, you have been working from your home recording studio long before the lockdown, so working from home isn't something completely new for you. No. But was there anything that you had to change or adapt or anything that you found more challenging now? I like routine, and for all the time that I've had a home studio, a home voiceover studio, which is about 12 years, 10, 12 years. I've always swum twice a day. I like swimming. And so, you know, obviously because um, everything was shut down, the, the routine was out of the window a little. So I definitely had to find a new routine. Initially, because it was still very much the sort of late winter, early spring, that wasn't so easy to do, but as the days have gotten lighter and the weather's got a little better, I'm doing replaced cycling with swimming and trying to keep physically active. And the garden, again, we got polytunnel, so... It's keeping you busy. It's keeping me very busy, yes. But um, in terms of actual work, I think it's been a strange time for me personally. The, the jobs have, uh, the smaller jobs, the sort of bread and butter jobs uh, have, have been less, but some of the larger jobs have been... A bit more often but so you've got I found myself with an awful lot more time and uh, filling that time productively is is very important and uh, I've been trying to do a little bit of uh, training and doing a little bit of a little bit of housekeeping as well in terms of my voice reels keeping those things up to date I'm an actor as well and uh, I've been working as well on my my tv and film show reel and that's also important so I've tried to keep it productive as much as possible 
Fantastic. Well, you're a vocal chameleon. How do you look after your powerful instrument and where do you source your inspiration from? I do my best to look after my voice. Uh, like anyone, I don't mind a little karaoke, although that hasn't happened for a, quite a long time. I do my best to avoid stuff like that on work days. But I have always, I take a lot of water. I train as an actor and therefore I've warmed my articulation and my voice up every day pretty much uh, for 20 years. And obviously from an articulation point of view, when you work with a lot of accents as I do, it's really important that your voice is warmed up every day because you might well get something early in the morning which is um, a little bit bigger. It's not that common, but it does happen and uh, you need to be ready to, to start work. And so part of my routine, as I said earlier, was going to the pool and when I, I loved the steam room and I always warmed my voice up in the steam room. So that is definitely something that is missed. Um, I don't get to steam and warm up in the steam room. You have to find other other things to do. But I, I do a bit of yodeling and singing in the morning and go through scales and, uh, and have done for years and um, run through lots of accents. You know, there's some accents which, which take a lot of muscularity, particularly for someone who's Scottish, um, RP being one. You know, that is, that is one that I will talk away first thing in the morning a lot in because uh, it's a great accent to make sure that everything is is ready. So it takes a hard work to make sure that your instrument, your vocal instrument is in top shape every single day. It's like you're working out at the gym, but you're working on your voice instead. I think it's a quite a, a valid uh, comparison. If I go for a weekend, a bank holiday weekend, even and and don't warm up uh, over the weekend. I, I can feel it. I can feel it on a Monday. I'm 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 well aware that it's not something that everybody does, but it's something that I've I've always done. And again, it's just part of a routine. And I do it. I do it every day. I do it every day, regardless if it's the weekend or not. And routines are set to keep our mind in great, you know, shape as well. And I wanted to ask you, an, an actor's mind is a mystic puzzle. What helps you keep those uh, pieces of the puzzle in the right place? I think, again, almost, you know, all the actors that I know, if they're not working, they're reading or they're, they're doing things which exercise that part of their mind, of their being. And I think just like warming up or going to the gym or anything, the mind is, is the same thing. Of course, it needs rest, just like the body does, but it also needs... Stimulation. It needs stimulation and it needs that exercise. And whether it's learning, you know, reading reading a play or, or learning part or a speech or, you know, whatever it is, I think, I think that that exercise is just as required for that part of, of the brain. To keep it alert. To keep it sharp and, and alert and ready to go, I, I think so. And I talk about the garden a lot because the garden has kind of been my saviour during lockdown and and it doesn't have to be a garden but something that that feeds your spirit and that you're able to kind of um slightly zone out and just you know kind of lose yourself in growing things or digging or whatever it is i think that's very valuable too you're talking about your garden a lot if i was right now in your home recording studio what would i see the view to the garden the view to the field where my desktop uh, where where i sit and work not in the studio but at the desktop outside is uh, fields and then there is a river and it's a, a, a flat valley for floor over to our neighbors which is a farm which is about just under a mile away, maybe three quarters of a mile away. And then it sort of slopes up into hills and trees. We don't have many people near us. We're outside the town by about a mile. So uh, it really is just hills and field. 
and at this time of year it is becoming extremely green and beautiful and uh, there's a lot of sheep. <laughs> what a view to wake up to it every morning. It is a beautiful view. I'm very fortunate in that respect. A lot of people think the countryside is quiet, but of course there's a lot of activity, people making a living off the land, farmers, there's a lot of livestock. It's interesting, when I lived in the city centre in Edinburgh, it was probably quieter during the day than it is here in the countryside. But uh, it was a lot noisier at night in Edinburgh, of course, because I was in the grass market. But uh, but no, it's, it's a very beautiful part of the world. I'm very, very fortunate. It's very green, lots of rolling hills and little white blotches on the hills. Um, there's probably more sheep in this area than people. I almost feel like I'm there. <laughs> 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 the power of the voice actor is uh, to know how to accentuate on the words while they're talking, while they're describing something. So they can really make us feel, we can experience fully. Absolutely. And I think that's what's so lovely about uh, about audio and um, it's certainly why I fell in love with audio. I, you know, my background is radio drama where all you have is, is the sound. Yeah, and good that you mentioned radio drama because I wanted to bring you back to the beginning of your acting career when you spent your first year as an actor on the radio drama company in London, working exclusively in radio. You know, I also started my career in the radio, but as a radio presenter, producer and a DJ. So radio for me is a huge passion too. What do you remember about those times working on the radio? How more different was it for you from now? Well, um, I, I went back to the radio drama company um, a year ago, um, and it was it was lovely to go back. I remember spending a year, your first year out of drama school, working in only radio drama is it's an enormous privilege. There's no doubt about it. Um, you get to work with uh, some fabulous, uh, fabulous people. You get to learn from from fabulous people. They bring you through playing small parts, and then playing slightly larger parts and um, it's also where I really used my ability to play different characters in the same production. So I, I, I often place five, six, seven, eight characters in a single radio play, which is why I've always kind of worked because I, I tend maybe not to play the main character, but but to play a lots of the middle order characters because this is your strength you your versatility yeah i mean i i would i would say that it is you know um i i feel you know whether it's animation a radio play um a computer game it allows you to provide lots and lots of different things and that is i think that's often helpful to producers um i'm well aware that it's not everybody's bag there are lots of very, very good voiceovers who, who maybe have one or two things that they do, and that, that's absolutely fine. That, that has been a feature of, of why I've continued to work for so long, especially you know, starting out as an actor. You're largely trained to work in, in theatre and television. Voice was not hugely kind of taught at drama school, and I kind of was very fortunate to come into it through the Carlton Hobbs and through the BBC. And that was how I came into it, and that is where my strengths lay. And and also was the two things very much fed into each other, my my strengths and being at the BBC. And you know they they, they can literally just hand you a script and say, uh, can you read this? Can you go to this room and read this when you're on the company? And that is great training, being able to read something with very little preparation, giving it a a, a scan through once, getting the, the feel for it, and being able to perform it with very, very little notice. And that's an amazing skill and talent. 
Well, yeah, but it's it's also learned, um, you know, because the first time you might not do it so well, <laughs> uh, but but it is it is something it is something that is that is learnt, and you get the opportunity, and getting the opportunity to uh, to learn is um, is I said a real privilege, I think. Back in time when I was living in Bulgaria, I was dubbing for TV series and movies. And just like you, uh, when I go to the recording session, I would be given a script and I would be told that these are my characters. I would be also doing different characters. So if it is a movie, you really don't have much space to make any any mistakes. You have to be uh, able to quickly find out what is your character or characters if you have to do many, and then to portray them truthfully uh, during the recording. But if it is TV series, then I would have more time to work on my characters and develop them. I think I think that's right, and 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 also you know because there's there's very di- there are very different um, situations. Sometimes you might expect to you know if it's a radio play, you might have time to work on the script. If it's um, as you said uh, some dubbing, um, you would hope to have a little bit of time. And, and to prepare. You, some, sometimes you're improvising. I mean, if you're doing loop group, ADR loop, you're literally coming up with stuff on the spot. And, uh, and that's great fun. That's great fun as an actor. And you're amazing doing ADR. Well, that's very kind. I do a lot of I do a lot of ADR, especially up here in Scotland, um, and I coordinate uh, loop up here on in Scotland on shows like uh, Guilt and um, The Loch and um, sometimes Shetland. It's a lot of fun because you get to you're voicing, but you're also getting to be an actor and. Um, Actors always want to act a little bit. They're uh, they're sure. And they want really. to improvise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love and I love improvisation. It, it's great fun. You know, it, it's a fun job. It's a fun job, especially right now. The thought of being in a room with a nice, lovely bunch of uh, ADR loop actors is uh, is is something that that I would very much look forward to doing again. The very last um, ADR coordination job that I did lockdown happened while we were we still hadn't finished the last episode and so we had to do some of it from home studios which was really interesting and uh, it was great to work with um, a really imaginative team who were able to to take some home studio stuff and and turn it into loop group so uh, that was a real lesson uh, you know it was it was possible what was it for uh, that was for uh, a tv series called guilt which uh, went out, uh, I think is still available actually on the, uh, on, the, on the BBC iPlayer. You have performed in over 200 radio plays. I can imagine how many different characters you have played over the years. Do you have a favourite one, a, f- a character that you feel most comfortable with? I'd, I recently did a play called Weir of Hermiston, which uh, was Robert Louis Stevenson's final story. And he actually died before he finished writing it. And it was beautifully adapted by Colin MacDonald. And uh, I got to play 12 characters in that. And that's the most characters that I've played in a single production. And, and I loved that because they were all Scottish. And so finding different ways of and accents and different changing the weight of the character and the age of the character that took quite a lot of uh, of uh, some of them had very few lines but making that differentiation was really really challenging and and, and enjoyable i also last year did coriolanus uh, at the bbc shakespeare and it's the the first time that i've done a shakespeare at the bbc and that i was very excited about that because everybody wants to do that you know to do that in in that place is just 
fantastic. Also, I, I was very lucky to do some live uh, audio comedy in the radio theatre in my first three months at the BBC, and, and that is a memory that that really does stick with me. My dad was able to fly down and, and, and actually be in the auditorium because when you do radio, people don't get to see largely, get to see what you do. But to be in front of a live audience and be doing radio or audio comedy, drama, whatever, is always really exciting, I think. You have appeared in many TV programs like Outlander, Doors Open, Taggart and River City. Did you have a stereotype you would go for when it comes to castings? Or are you open to any sort of character, really? Personally, no. I, I love to play all kinds of things. In Doors Open, I played a kind of a, a tattooed biker and Tommy Zoner, I play a, 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 you know, sort of a Victorian period, but um, you know, a, a doctor. And I think actors want to play. I'm a character actor. And because of what I do with my voice, I, I like to think that I can do lots of different things. And so I think the excitement and the interest is playing lots of different things. In voice terms, um, I quite often play kind of dastardly moustache twisting villains like the character uh, Mr. X that I play. Can you give us a teaser? I um, probably could, but I wouldn't want to give too much away. Because in murderous pursuits, I'm in charge. <laughs> And I loved it. <laughs> Mr. X. Mr. X is this kind of like, it's, it's almost like a Bond villain. Uh, it's, it's a game called Murderous Pursuits, where, where you sort of, you basically are, are in an open world and you have to hunt people on this ship. And it's a great, it's, it's, it was great fun to do. Yeah, this, this, this character is a real kind of cat-stroking Bond villain. Um, and uh, I mean, who doesn't want to do a bit of that? <laughs> but, but, you know, anything, I mean, everything. Let me treat you to more of the amazing Kenny Blight in action with some of his exciting and super cool animation characters. Okay, dummy, nice and quiet. You know the drill. So you want I should bring a drill, boss? No, not a drill. The plan? Oh, sure, boss, yeah. Uh, you want me to drill the plan? Now, why would I want you to drill a plan? The plan! Uh, what plan? I do not tolerate weakness. Do not fail me. Bring the world to its knees that all will bow before us. Oh, look at them in there, sapping on those milkshakes. I wish I had a pound. Excuse me? Farmer Grub? You know anybody who could watch my cow bossy? I'd be willing to pay a pretty pound to somebody who'd watch her while I'm gone. I'll do it! And uh, if she, uh... Oh! <laughs> What's the matter, Bedilly? <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought I told you This ain't your turf no more. I ain't gonna lie. This is gonna hurt you more than it hurts me. But, but, Worm, I, I thought you loved reduced fat wheat things. This weapon will destroy thousands. What is the latest animation project you have worked on? Well, I, um, I'm very lucky to work on an animation project that isn't an animation. And that sounds 
a little bit strange, but uh, it's it's something that I think is fantastic, and it's it's called Once Upon a Time in Zombieville, and it's aimed at nine to thirteen year olds. It was commissioned by BBC Learning here in Scotland initially. It's it's just fabulous fun. It's with Big Mouth Audio. It's a cartoon that was initially aimed at young people who are visually impaired, and so they they couldn't enjoy cartoon humour so much because they can't see so well. And so it was effectively a radio cartoon. So taking cartoon humour, but just audio. And I get to uh, play the narrator in that, who's a great, big, bombastic um, sort of a film noir American character. It's a lot of fun. It's about uh, a young boy who moves to Canada who can't see so well, and he basically uh, gets bullied, and he becomes friends with a girl who uh, sticks up for him, and the town is um, in danger from uh, zombies. And they, of course, have to save the day. Wow. <laughs> and it's a lot of fun. It's called uh, Once Upon a Time in Zombieville. And you can follow it on Twitter and Instagram at Zombieville Show, I think. It's got some fantastic soundscape in it. And it's great. It's just great fun. I obviously end up playing an awful lot of the little characters as well. Um, and some of them are just are just hilarious. I love what I do. And I feel very, very privileged to to, to get to do it and um, those jobs are really great um, we all know that you can't always be doing that but when you get the chance to do it it's uh, it's super fun when we when they played the f- pilot for this uh, we went to the science the science museum in glasgow to the planetarium which is um, an internal dome where they play the planets and there was 200 children all there to listen to the first episode and to hear them literally gasp when the lights went down and stuff um, and the soundscape came on it was fabulous it really was a, a real treat to hear their the, the the collective gasp of kids enjoying uh something that was pure audio really fantastic yeah that's the reward really yeah, for the absolutely. work that we do yeah. like i had recently my 6 years old asking me mom i know you're a voice actor but have you voiced animations i really want to hear you in animation so <laughs> <laughs> i found an animation that i have voiced many years ago in bulgaria it's called the jumper it's based on hans christian andersen oh lovely so it is there uploaded on youtube by someone else uh, when i played it to him he was like wow <laughs> and just lovely. seeing that expression on his face and uh, <laughs> the awe that he yeah. had in his eyes really filled my heart and it made me feel like yes <laughs> something lovely. that i have achieved with my work to make my child happy and proud <laughs> yeah well you'll just have to do more of it then <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> but no it's 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 hugely gratifying. Yeah. What would be your best three tips for actors who want to do character work for animations? Oh wow. I think to work hard at what you do, it's it's a difficult one because you have to get in touch with the right people. You have to get your stuff out there. You have to contact them in a professional and respectful manner. Lots of people who work in any business like to hear that you've seen or heard their their work. You should re- research it and look at the work and see see where you want to work and be good. And and, and I don't mean that badly, but uh, there's a lot of competition out there and working towards being the best you can be is hugely important um, because there are some fantastic people out there and you have to, you have to be 
you know, at the top of your game. I don't know if those are very helpful tips or not. They're um, brilliant. We, we we all know that social media is a great tool, but there are ways of there are ways of contacting people, which is a professional and acceptable you know way. Social media is great, but it's not a way to 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 contact someone. And um, the other thing and is um, is also important, and that is um, you know training and being prepared. To train all my time at the BBC when it came to doing computer games I was a gamer I love my games and I was convinced that because I was a radio actor I was somehow I could just walk in to do computer games it's very different that was a lesson that I had to learn it's just a very different process and it's a very different type of performance in computer games as opposed to radio drama um, and that was something that I had to learn and um, it's you know we all are always learning one should never feel that complete <laughs> and that is it exactly uh, i think it's important to always be learning what are the three biggest mistakes voice actors should avoid <laughs> oh wow okay well i've i've made i've probably made them <laughs> not being prepared a lack of preparation I, i've done it the first time i got a talking book i i didn't prepare and i was truly shocked at how hard it was because of i hadn't not prepared at all i just hadn't prepared enough and that is a steep learning curve when when you haven't marked up different accents and somebody later on in the book he says he said in his liverpool accent and he's been from london for the first part of the book <laughs> um preparation is very important again i think um sorry to repeat myself but the, but the willingness to learn and not be not think that you know everything no matter where you've been and how long you've been doing it and looking after yourself um and whether that means you know if you're a bit younger or not not having that extra pint the night before it's very easy uh especially in you know in acting circles when we were all in theaters and stuff like that if you've got a job the next day um you've got to respect the fact that's the priority and go home nice and early get a good a good rest and respect the job self discipline is vital self discipline there you go that's probably better <laughs> we don't need to mention pints or anything but self discipline is important that's a tricky one it's a tricky one what are the secret ingredients that every actor need to include in their performance to make it believable wow there are lots of different paths into acting i think truth is for me regardless of whether it's comedy or fantasy or anything i think finding the the truth of a character I, i'm a great believer that that there's no such thing as as a baddie or something like that you know so to be interesting a character has to has to have a roundness and it has to have a conflict and they have to be able to go potentially in in other directions but uh, within that i think yeah i think you have to find the truth of a character you work in nearly 30 different accents how on earth can someone be so versatile how do you do this trick <laughs> what's the secret kenny <laughs> i i've always been able to do voices i've always been able to hear something and replicate it with a little bit of practice when i was very young my dad was a professional footballer in his early life And when I was young I went down to Newcastle with him to visit the family that he stayed with and friends of his 
and they used to give me a little square of chocolate if I said Newcastle words right, if I said words correctly in Geordie. So the very first accent that I ever learned outside of my own was Newcastle. And I was given little squares of dairy milk chocolate to say words properly. And after that, I watched cartoons. I was um, in my teens. I was a big fan of, uh, they played on the radio, they played a show called Steve Wright in the Afternoon. And there was lots of characters in that, which I loved to copy. You know, I loved copying voices. When I got into the world of acting, that's what I loved doing. And I find I find voices and accents very interesting, apart from anything else. And we're very, very blessed in this country because we're an island and because of the influences of people coming from other parts of the world, you know, uh, 500, 1,000 years ago, Danes, Angles, Saxons, uh, the Scots came over from Ireland. There's this great melting pot of influence that, that means as you move up and down through through the country, there's a huge... Uh, array of, of accents. I love voices and I love uh, listening to them and, and, and studying them. And you are just a natural talent. <laughs> well, um, I think I've always had an, a natural ability to, to hear and be able to replicate sounds. Stage, screen or voiceover recording studio? Where do you feel most comfortable? <laughs> well, definitely in a voiceover recording studio. And I can very quickly and easily sort of put them into a one, two, three, because I loved doing theatre, uh, but I don't do that just now ever since the studio really took off. A lot of this job is being available and you can't be available if you're away doing a three month theatre tour. I would say definitely voiceover studio, uh, TV and film and theatre at the, at the, at the third. Um, and it's not that I don't love theatre, it's just that it's not really possible to do that just now. I still am able to to do bits of TV and film. I had a wee bit out earlier this year and I've got a little thing coming up on Channel 4 uh, reasonably soon, I think, um, which is... Uh, what is it? Can you tell us more? Uh, I can. It's not one for the kids, uh, but it's called Adult Material and it's going to be on Channel 4 fairly soon. And I just play one of the fathers of one of the main characters. It's a little bit naughty. There's there's no naughtiness from me, but it's but it but it looks it looks very good. It's got some fabulous people in it. Looking forward to it. Any plans for the rest of this uh, so exciting and interesting 2020? <laughs> well, I am I'm doing a little bit of training over the next five weeks. I've I've signed up for a little course up here in Scotland to improve. Is it a acting or vocal? training no it's uh, it's it's actually kind of more technical it's, it's a sort of a sound design course and it's really to improve the side of the business that i think is my weakest which is i'm not a very technical person it's just an opportunity during this time to do a little bit of training and strengthen some of the things that i think i'm not so good at that's great this is what i call to keep your focus in the right direction yeah i think that's important Right now, I can't, I'm not going away back and forward to sessions in other places. If I, if I have work, it's largely from here. And therefore, I have the opportunity just now to take advantage of that and give myself uh, the time to do um, a little bit of learning. I hope that the rest of 2020 will shape up really nicely for you, Kenny. And hopefully, as soon as uh, the lockdown in Scotland has been lifted, uh, you will be able to travel to London to, to work and to catch up with your friends and colleagues. I'm very much looking forward to that time. As you know, I 
don't mind putting on a kilt and having a party. <laughs> <laughs> I do like to get out and see my friends. That was the amazing, multi-accented and award-winning actor and voice artist, Kenny Blight. If you want to succeed as a voice actor, let me remind you Kenny's top tips. Work hard on what you do. Research and get in touch with the right people in a respectful and professional manner. Be prepared to train. Look after yourself. Have a good self-discipline. Work towards the best you can be and be the top of your game. Hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. If you did, please leave a rating on Spotify or SoundCloud as it really helps our podcast grow. In our next episode, host Camilla Luxton will be chatting to another exciting and inspiring guest. Stay tuned! Thank you.